everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is by far the easiest way to begin filming your hunts. Whether it's the budget-friendly solo or the 4K 5.0, Tacticam has something for everyone. Check them out at Tacticam.com. This year we are also partnered with Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge uses military intelligence to track deer patterns using data from insurance companies, collared deer studies, and even social media. Spartan Forge uses the same techniques used to plan military operations to predict and pattern white-tailed deer. Spartan Forge. Find. Fix. Finish. You can check them out at spartanforge.ai and you can use the code bowhunter to save 25%. On this week's episode, we talk with Sean Ferguson again from Trophy Line Tree Saddles, along with uh, his right-hand man, Nick Betts. And we go through um, the new Covert Light. Uh, I've got a video on that up on our YouTube page. Uh, so if you'd go over and, and check that out, that would be great. Make sure to subscribe over there as well. Uh, we got some big things coming on uh, YouTube as well as the podcast for 2021. Um, but we talk with um, kind of where they've gone and how they've uh, come, you know, since the year of uh, saddle hunting and kind of everything that's evolved with uh, Trophy Line and uh, coming out with this new saddle and uh, some of the other things that they put out. They put out a, a platform partnered with Novix, um, which is, you know, lone wolf tree stands or a, a version of that. Um, so that we talk about that platform there. Um, carry all your stuff pack as well. Um, really like that pack. I've got a video on that, uh, on our YouTube as well. Um, and, uh, Sean today, uh, told me he made a code for, uh, 10% off actually, um, for you guys. And that is BCTL10. Um, so anything over there at trophy line and there's a sweatshirt. He sent us a couple of sweatshirts. Um, this was a zoom podcast, so I'll have that up on YouTube. Um, probably in a few days. Um, that'll be up over there. Uh, but one of the cool things about that sweatshirt and I don't care what company it is, trophy line, I think is the only one that has one right now, but you know, if you're, if you've hunted from a saddle, uh, your pockets are kind of useless unless you've got some really high end first light, uh, gear. Uh, maybe some of the broadside stuff has it as well, but, um, up top they've got the the pocket sewn in there. Um, so you got some place to put your hands and, uh, it's just genius. So, um, I know you guys are going to like this podcast. Um, well, I even say it from the beginning. If you don't like talking saddle hunting or anything like that, you may, you maybe you won't, but, um, you know, it's trophy line podcast. That's what you're going to get is, uh, some saddle hunting. We do, do talk a little archery in as well. Um, but real quick, I just got a shout out. We've got a few new Patreons, uh, Jason club Nick, uh, I murdered your name. I'm sorry. Out of PA, uh, David Bradley from North Carolina and Kyle Bailey, uh, out of Wisconsin. So, you know, those guys, you know, Patreon is a crowdfunding for podcasts. Uh, basically it's a $5 donation, which ends up being 17 cents a day, uh, over the car, the course of the month. Um, that comes right to us for new equipment, uh, like this, uh, new zoom, uh, PodTrack P4 that I'm using. Uh, we use some of the Patreon money to get that. Uh, we're going to get some wireless microphones here. Um, so for our new project that we've got coming up on YouTube, and it's going to be part of the podcast as well, um, as well as our giveaway. So these guys basically have bought their ticket in. We're giving away uh, this quarter. Um, so, you know, you've got basically till uh, January 1st, um, 
to get entered. Uh, we do giveaways, and uh, this this quarter is a Mystery Ranch uh, Sawtooth Pack, same pack I used in Colorado. Um, the only thing that I would change about it is I wanted the lid, so I ordered one of those for you guys. Um, so it's like a $550 pack, and that's one of the things that people said they were reluctant to spend money on. Um, so we're going to give that away to the people that support the show. And you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash bowhunter chronicles podcast, or you can go to our, our website and click that button. Um, and another thing is Badlands rain gear. So, uh, rain gear was another one of those things where high quality rain gear is something that a lot of people don't spend money on. And, uh, so we're going to give a set away to, uh, one of our patrons. Uh, again, that's just something that comes directly out of this, um, you know, from you guys, the Patreons. Uh, we take that money, we kind of pull you or give you things that, you know, we think that we would like or, you know, gear that we've got that we really, uh, you know, it costs a lot of money and, you know, not a lot of people want to buy it. So um, those are some things. Uh, we also give away a, a base map year-long membership. And if you're not checking out base map or it's not on your radar, um, go check them out. Base map is 30 bucks for the entire year. And, um, it, it covers the entire country. Uh, it's got that great hunt wind portion on it that, um, I find myself using every single day that I go into the woods. Uh, but we give away one of those and you can use code chronicles to save 20% on that, but you have to go on the computer. And I was just talking with them. The reason that that is the reason you have to go on the computer and enter that in when you sign up for base map is if you go through Android or iTunes, one of those, uh, stores, it takes 30% off um, the money. So that you know, 30% of the, the cost that you're paying um, actually goes to iTunes or um, you know the Google Play Store or whatever Android uses. So uh, you can use code Chronicles, save 20%. It ends up being $2 a month for the entire year. Um, and, I mean, the app is incredible, but you'll get a whole year of that for free as well as a hat and a T-shirt and a swag pack. And uh, we'll be announcing that winner shortly after the first of the year. Um, and we'll we'll get those out there. So uh, Jason, David, and Kyle are in there. There's like 50 other people. So, I mean, it's incredible odds. It really helps the show, and we really appreciate it. Uh, but we just re appreciate you as a listener as well. So um, if that's not your thing, no big deal. Just tell somebody about the show and uh, leave us a review. So go down, you know, wherever you're, you're listening to this and uh, click that five-star review, type, type out, you know, what, what you're getting from the show. Uh, shoot us a message. Tell us what we're doing well or what we can improve upon. And, um, you know, we just really appreciate every single one of you. And thanks for listening. I know you're going to like the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bow Hunter Chronicles podcast. Um, we got uh, John. Uh, he's here, um, getting ready to go to the UP. So he's like, "Hurry up, knock it off with this technical difficulty type stuff." Um, but we are on Zoom, so this will be a video podcast on our uh, Facebook as well. Uh, we've got Sean Ferguson, and then we've also got uh, his right hand man Nick on here to talk a little bit about their products. And you know, we have been. Uh, we haven't been criticized so much, um, but people like to give us a, a ribbing, especially some of our patrons and stuff like that, about being saddle heavy. So um, it, it's 
it's the buzz. It's what people are talking about. Um, yeah. it's, it's new to us. It's, it's fun. I mean, we're in year two here, um, with saddle hunting. So we are definitely going to talk saddle hunting and some of that stuff, but uh, I, I've got to talk to Sean a little bit about this. And it's kind of how this second podcast with trophy line stemmed was, um, if you're familiar with any of the trophy line ads or their, their pub on Facebook and Instagram, their media, you know, you're going to see, uh, the mossy oak, you're going to see all these really nicely done. And you're going to see this dude hanging from a tree in trophy line saddle with this bow that's longer than he is. And you're like, oh, he's a trad guy, right? And so not long ago, maybe less than a month ago, here he is with the, as John calls it, the erector set bow. He's got a gearhead. And I was like, what <laughs> in the world? What a stark contrast from, uh, you know, be, and I've, I've, talked with Sean about traditional archery and, you know, trying to get a recurve set up and long bows and all sorts of stuff. So Sean, what's, what's going on with that? <laughs> hey, first of all, thanks guys. Thanks Adam and uh, John. I appreciate this. Uh, good to be back. Uh, I think it was, I don't know, maybe a year ago yeah, when yeah. Karen and I was on. So yeah, that's uh, a year goes fast anymore. Just blink. Um, yeah. So I, well, first of all, I've always been, uh, compound guy and trad guy. It was, um, be honest with you. I, I, I used to shoot, I'm talking in high school days and in the college, I would, sh I was shooting kind of the IBO circuit in, uh, in the summertime and shooting, you know, all the way across the country and back and, um, be honest with you, and that was compound. And, and I just honestly did it for so long. I got kind of got smoked on it, just kind of wore out and, and there was a bunch of us doing it together, whole group, crew of us. And um, one guy's like, "What? Well, let's pick up trad bows. You know, one of our friends was into it. So we started goofing around shooting trad bows and we all got pretty good at it. So we actually ended up shooting like the, the trad category uh, in the IBO circuit for a while. And so we did that for a long time. And then I got tired of, you know, slower arrows. So then pulling the compound back out and then up shooting compound, no sights, you know, it was always something, something, trying something different. And, um, and then for years it was, I was on, I was on for, with compounds for a, a few years and I go back to the, the trad bow, just, just mixing it up. Just always wanted something different, some different challenge. And, um, so I've been shooting the trad bow for a couple of years now. And, um, couple of our uh, ambassadors were tossing around this gearhead idea and I was like, eh, it's kind of different looking. It's like totally different looking. I was like, well, maybe if I can try one out, we'll, we'll see. So I ended up shooting one at ATA and uh, I'll be honest with you, it shot way better than I thought it would. And uh, um, almost like, like it shouldn't shoot this good, you know, for how small it is. And um, so I talked to them for a little while and ended up picking up one you know, and kind of monkeying around with it again, you know, I'm always shooting my trad bow in the background and here and there, but I was like, ah, we'll try this for this year. It's, it's definitely for, from a saddle perspective, you it can't, I mean, talk about compact and mobility side of it, you know, it's uh, you can pretty much put it in your backpack and rock and roll. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's been fun. It's uh, like I said, it shoots, it does shoot lights out, you know, you got to get used to that, that harsh angle, you know, but was I say what what model did you end up with? What's so I have what is it called the Devastator? Um, let me pull up the exact model. It's not the real short one, um, and uh, 
dissipator, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I want to make sure I get this name right. So, and uh, um, especially since I've been shooting it all all year here. Um, yeah, I did kind of the same thing as I I wanted to shoot him at ATA. We saw him, and then at the show in Grand Rapids, I sat and talked with Skip for yeah, a long time. Disruptor, the disruptor. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I shoot the twenty four. Okay. And I was trying to get, because uh, uh, kind of like the same thing that you said, I was uh, considering shooting one and I just couldn't get my hands on one and I didn't want to spend the money, you know, and then uh, like we talked about in before this a little bit with, and just drop it off to John and say, hey, set this up for me. And he'd be like, what the hell is this thing? And, you know, so I wanted to like have John shoot one, kind of get, you know, get him <laughs> well, familiar with it. Yeah. 24 inches axle to axle. That's uh, it's yeah. a little, it's, that's really steep angle for me at 31 inch draw leg. So yeah, not that I don't even know how, what, what did they go out to on that? 30? Uh, they do make up to 30. Yeah. 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 Yep. So that string angle has got to be like, just. Oh yeah, tight. it definitely is. You know, but I'll be honest with you. I haven't, I haven't had any, any issues whatsoever. It, like I said, it shoots, it shoots really good for me. You know, you but shoot a peep in it. I do. That's gotta be all the way up by the cam almost, isn't it? It's pretty high. Uh, you know, uh, I don't. I was gonna say I don't have it right here. Yeah, I, uh, I usually do, but um, um, yeah, it is definitely pretty high. You know, it's. Uh, I can't imagine the shorter one because it even goes short. There's like a twenty. There's an eighteen. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, going from trad to that, to to totally ends of the spectrum, right? But uh. That said, I just ordered a new uh, uh, zipper recurve from uh, Tom over there. So I'll mention to get that, but I won't get that until like July or August. So but. like like I said, just, you know, it, it was like nearly the same picture. You <laughs> I know, know you texted me like, like what, what the what? what in the world? You know, <laughs> this is, you know, going forward in time 100 years. Uh, so I like yeah. I said, I just wanted to. Wanted to talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I just wanted to mix it up, something different. I've always kind of, uh, most of the time I've shot Hoyt over my entire life. Um, shot a couple Bowtech here and there, um, an Elite, Moss, uh, um, uh, a Matthews, um, but usually just kind of onesies and twosies there, but most of the time it's all been Hoyt. So. Hence, that I think the recur most of the recurves I've been shooting are have been Hoyts too. I got I got a couple custom made stuff though. Okay, so so now for all you guys that are sick of the saddle stuff, you could change it or do whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah, we talked last year right before Thanksgiving, um, and yeah. you guys had your kind of resurgence uh, right around that that time. You know, you had. Yeah, October eighth, we started last year, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, so so like I said, I've got it written down on my notes here. Trophy line year one, version <laughs> two, right? Yeah. So how has this last year been for you? Um, uh Nick, what what do you what do you say? Drinking from a fire hose? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it is um, it's definitely been a wild ride. It's um, it is, you know. It, it's it, we've, we've been excited and and you know happy kind of a roller coaster especially kind of the year we're having you know in general um and you know probably enhanced that a good bit since we are direct to consumer um but uh yeah it's been it has been literally crazy you know um uh, 
and, and I'm, I'm not joking since since the day we launched on october 8th to the today where we're sitting you know we've hit we've hit many many goal numbers um way quicker than i thought we would and um um from units to dollars you name it and um but you know and we've never you know we've never deviated from what we said we were going to do though um you know which helps you know so we've always you know we've always preached that you know we're you know we're not gonna we're not gonna make it go live until you know we got it in our warehouse ready to go and um you know that's paid off you know dividends and and uh um but you know there's there's you know risk with that you know we uh you know, get a pony up and go buy that product and you know i always say you hope your crystal ball is not a snow globe the day you're making your forecast and uh and um and this year it's definitely been a challenge because you know we never lived through we launched last year october 8th we were in the middle of hunting season when we launched our company and um and last year was great you know but we never lived through that pre-hunting season before when outdoorsmen are getting ready for the hunting season looking at new product buying new product testing new product and uh um and that ramp up i had a good idea i've been you know as a, as a buyer for many many years and been in the outdoor industry for a long time and so i had a good idea what that ramp up was but you know it's different when you you know own your own company and you know now you're pulling the strings and writing the checks right <laughs> and and hoping that you you bought enough and or hope you didn't buy too much and you're going to be sitting on a bunch of stuff and and we work with great partners too you know we you know anything from the the Novix guys to the people that I've been building with for years you know whether it's our accessories or our saddles um, even our rope guys that we have over in Ohio, they have all literally just, you know, jumped through hoops, you know, when we got low on inventory and, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't many days that we were out of inventory, probably outside of the mission platform. That thing kind of, that was, that skyrocketed, you know, pretty, pretty quickly. And, um, we literally sold, we literally sold our, uh, yearly forecast well not i say yearly it was pretty much august through december forecast in five weeks you know but it took five weeks because my manufacturer was flowing them to me <laughs> you know as fast as they were coming in they were going out and uh, we're just putting shipping labels on them um turn them back on live and they get bought up and back out the door and um so we've been very thankful with with the partners we've we've uh, have agreements with and been working with for years and and uh um you know and then and the company's growing you know we had nick care who's who's on the team and we've had a couple other people and we're we're actually adding some more people uh um next month actually in a couple of weeks we're we're i think we're adding uh, two more people uh, in january to the team and we got a couple more people slated in 2021 um we moved warehouses we went from Ohio in uh, uh, a, a little shoebox we were running uh, out, out of the office itself and and uh, some shipping pods and to you know full-fledged um, 
uh, 3PL um, out of Pittsburgh area. Actually, I live in Pittsburgh, so I'm not far from there. Um, actually, a good friend of mine uh, owns the 3PL. Believe it or not, we actually share our where our warehouse with a Pittsburgh Steeler. So it's pretty cool. So, so lots of, lots of activities going on uh, in the warehouse. Ask Nick. We're yeah, he and, yeah. there, he and I are there every, every day or every other day. And uh, it's been nuts uh, uh, the last two months uh, in that facility. So, so how, how is this, obviously the pandemic, how, how do you think that's affected? I mean, did you guys have supply issues from that at all? Yeah. Um, I'd be honest with you. No. We really didn't. And, um, and, and, and I think for a couple of reasons. One was we, um, uh, when we when it was early on, we really went ahead and, you know, hoped they would come. So we went and bought a lot of product and built a lot of products. Um, and, and the good thing was, is we were able to flow it uh, when we needed it and not just bring it all in at one time. Um, there were some challenges when we were getting low and, and needed it, but, you know, like I said, some of our manufacturers literally jumped through hoops for us and, and, uh, you know, moved us to, you know, in front of the line or squeezed us in somewhere to, to make this or make that. And, um, and then, you know, air freighting some stuff in and, and, uh, expediting this and, you know, you know, from a margin perspective, you know, it, hit, it took a big hit there. But at the end of the day, we we were there to, you know, to to get the sales and and make customers happy. And and we did everything we possibly can this year. I don't I don't know if we really missed a whole lot of sales outside of, you know, probably some stuff on the missions. You know, if we had those continuously, um, backpacks we ran out of times, but we got those back in not too long. Knee pads kind of come and went. Um, but again, we weren't out of inventory for very long, you know, sh just short periods of time at most and, uh, saddles. We, I mean, Nick, I don't know if we were ever really out of, uh, saddles. Um, we, we were kind of the Kings of just in time this year. We, we were, I mean, I, we, we couldn't plan like we did this year. Like we literally, you know, from the time we were like, we, we started to see inventory going quick, we were like, got on the horn with our manufacturer saying, Hey, I need X number. And literally as we're, we're getting down to, you know, single digit units, it's literally showing up at the warehouse. You know, it, it was, some things are just very strange that happened this year, uh, in a, in a good way. And, um, the pandemic throws, I, the pandemic throws, you know, I don't, I don't quite know what type of wrench it throws into it this year. It's, um, it, it could be uh, the way I look at it. It could be that um, almost perfect storm to some degree because you look at it and say, okay, you, there's a lot of people that lost their jobs, right, and and still still do not have them. That said our consumer, if they're going to lose their job, they actually kind of like losing it in the fall time, right? They get to get, they go hunting more often. And, uh, um, and then that said, I think some, and, and then, you know, the government puts some money out there, uh, to, to the public. And so we actually saw a little spike in sales, which I think everybody did time that, that money came out. Um, and, 
so you got so you saw i think license sales this i think this year i saw i was reading a report um 2020 license sales increased the first time in like i think we're back to 2016 numbers so we've been declining for years um until 2020 and um and you look at that report the the increase is in younger um hunters and women you know and that goes for hunters and uh fishing uh licenses and um so there's a, there's kind of a movement on a couple fronts one you had you had people out of work or if they did work they were you know working from their house so they might be able to sneak out a little more than they did you know if they were in an uh, office job um so you had more people in the field and then and then the flip side of that is you know especially early on in the pandemic it, you went grocery shopping and you all of a sudden there's a sign there saying limited to one person right one pack of meat to, for each person and you're kind of looking at yourself, really, you know, is it, so I, I know for a fact, cause I've talked to customers myself, Nick has talked to customers themselves that, you know, this is the first year they ever got into hunting. They had friends that hunted, never really thought about it, or maybe thought about it, never tried it. And comes pandemic, all of a sudden it's a little hard to get meat or whatever. And, uh, um, they're like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And, and so, so you have all of a sudden now you have this younger, maybe millennial hunter for, you know, almost kind of calling it um, someone new to it, um, which is great. I mean, we need it. You know, we, it's, we've been declining for years, you know, and, and, you know, every single organization has been trying to figure out, you know, how do we get younger hunters into it? You know, when we're competing against, you know, the phone and Xbox and, you know, full-time sports and, and everything else. And who, who would have thought that a pandemic would, would, you know, increase the hunting license the, this year. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of why I say it's kind of a little bit of a perfect storm uh, uh, this year. Um, next year's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see, you know, who knows how long this thing's going to last and we're going to be. Yeah. yeah that was like, you actually answered my question. That was the next part of the question was like, yeah. You know, here in Michigan, our sales or um, tag sales were up 11%. And it was a 20 year decline yeah. up, up until this year. Yeah. So, like you're saying, like, I think one of the big things is like kids not being in sports. Like, yeah. like I know my son plays travel baseball. Yeah. And I know like my other buddy's kid plays travel hockey. So, when it comes to fall, I mean, those, those parents are out. Oh yeah, and the, you know, to chasing the kids around. Uh, even like when I went out to Montana, we ran into more hunters out there. Oh, yeah. I ran into local guys, and local guys were like, "I've never ever seen it like this." You yeah. know, and it's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the guys coming out here." <laughs> right. but I had already planned on it. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. I I totally get it. I I coach ice hockey, and man, I, you know, half our season's been, you know, either we were on quarantine or pushed or canceled. And right now we're canceled till, you know, next year. And so, yeah, I totally get it, you know? So I've been able to hunt more often on the weekends um, than, than I have in the past. And uh, so, yeah, absolutely. I can see that side of it. Yeah. I remember I, I dealt with that on the other end. My dad, my, my little brother played travel hockey. I played in league yeah. or just house league hockey. Yeah. 
And so after, when I turned 14, I was pretty much hunting on my own because my dad was out of town every weekend with my brother for travel hockey. So, yep. Yeah. I I used to do that with my older son. He's first year college this year. And now I'm, now I have my, uh, my younger son. So coach U14 and, uh, we we're actually up in Michigan quite often with my older son's team. Um, we're actually just looking this past weekend. Uh, this 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 past weekend, six years ago, we we won a big tournament up uh, up your way. So come across Facebook. So I was like, man, time goes fast. So so um, kind of piggybacking off of our last podcast um, for like you know the trophy line you guys are built on beating the the shows and and everything like that and so now heading into this this year there's no shows everything has been canceled um how does that how has that uh caused you guys to pivot i guess in 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 projections or did you go into you know this um thinking that anyways that there was going to be um, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Be honest with you, I don't. So being being direct to consumer again, going into twenty twenty one, you know, we weren't really overly concerned for from a consumer show or an ATA or or a shot show the, from that standpoint. Um, you know, we. You know, again, we we don't launch we don't launch new product until we read, we're ready for it, right? And 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 that said, we're you know we usually don't how we use a term with upper scared, you know, um, and uh, show off what we have until a couple weeks out. And one, I like to try to control as much as possible, right? And and so I've never been one to say, hey you know, May 1st, this item is coming, you know, and, uh, um, and I, 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 we only give out usually dates when, I mean, we're a hundred percent locked and loaded, you know, product is like on its way, you know, ready to land on our warehouse. And, um, and we probably, we've kind of stuck to our guns from that standpoint of, you know, um, uh, under promising and kind of over deliver. And, and that's no different whether there's shows or not shows, you know, um, it will be interesting this year when it comes to, um, new product in the market. Right. Um, and especially, especially at uh, storefront level, because a lot of people go to those shows to purchase their their new products right and ata is a great show for that um shot show not so last but the dealer shows like sports inc and nbs i mean that's where a lot of people write 90 percent of their business you know and then and then the flip side of it is is you got reps on the road and they bring you a new product and you kind of fill in from there or, or you might see a new product here and there um so yeah this fall will be very interesting what new product in, in the pipeline. Um, you know, I, you know, uh, I kind of got my ear to the ground and in, in the industry a little bit. And, you know, I hear, you know, some companies, you know, basically almost rebirthing what they had this year, you know, maybe putting a small twist to it and not sticking their neck out too far. 
right? And uh, um, for 2021 on new products. Um, and then I got, you know, I know the other companies are going the other extreme, you know, pushing the gas pedal down and, and, and really going after it. So, um, yeah, so it will be, it will be interesting. I, it's just, I, I don't think anybody has the answers, you know, because I think one is um, um, we just don't know. We don't know how long this is going to last. Right. Um, here we are sitting, you know, what, nine days from Christmas and, and, you know, it still feels like there's no end in sight on the, on the pandemic side and lockdown side. Um, but I know like in my head and Nick's head, it's like, man, I can't wait till January, you know, cause that's flips the switch and it's a new year and we're, we're going regardless, you yep. know, um, it, it, you know, and they kind of never look back and, uh, and, and go. So, um, so we'll, again, we'll never, we won't deviate from, you know, being ready to go when we bring out a new product, we may communicate a little earlier what we're coming out with in the future. Um, and just to, you know, what people have an idea, you know, think about it, think the process, think about the prospects now, you know, you have an ATA or a shot show. Um, you got buyers that, you know, some of the big buyers saw a new product in October, right? And they, they, they've looked at the product, made their buys, then they go to the archery show and some people saw the new product for the first time. That new product doesn't hit until July, right? Time frame. Mm -hmm. So there's like kind of some kind of build up, like, oh, I'm excited to see that product come out or I want to go test that product or buy that product when it does come out, but you got to wait six months. And um, so we've never been in that thought process, but I think, I think we'll, we'll, uh, um, I think we'll show people, you know, sooner than we have in the past though, just to, just to, just to do it. You know, it's, um, especially in the off season, right? We get every, you got from, from, uh, as soon as your hunting season ends, you know, I know some seasons end, you know, the end of December, but others don't end till middle of February after that, you know, we're looking for, we're looking forward to spring turkey season. Right. Mm -hmm. But that, that downtime, it's like, People are looking for new items, what's coming out, you know, that type of stuff. Well, I and, think, you know, we, so we talked about it a little bit before with, uh, like saddles being direct consumer. Um, and so, you know, now I guess with Hawk throwing their, I, I haven't had my hands on one and I've, yeah. I've seen just about every other saddle, but I've got my own yeah. opinions of what I think that one's going to be. And I don't really want to spend my money on it to, <laughs> To, to not like it or, you know, I feel like I'd be throwing my my money away. But, you know, at these shows, like not like the ATA show so much as like, uh, you know, the Great American show or whatever, the big, the big one. Yep. Or like, so John and I, we worked the show. Uh, we actually were demoing saddles at the tethered booth in, yeah. in, um, in Detroit. And. Yeah we live in an echo chamber. So we think that everybody knows what a saddle is. And these guys are right. walking up to John saying, telling their kid like straight away, like that's how you hang your stand or that's how you climb the tree. And oh, then yeah. when you say, no, that's not it. Then you, you, you almost got to pry them into it. And then you yep. got to pry them out of it, you know? Yep. So they're like, it's, it's such a crazy thing. And so for like guys that can't, test out a saddle i mean there's yeah. you know like again we're in an echo chamber we only talk about you know 
saddle right. hunting, mobile hunting, you know, all the different things. Did you see this? Did you see this? And we forget that there's, you know, however many million hunters, whatever the market is, that have never even seen one of these things. I mean, John, what was your experiences like at the show? When, when the guys were coming up to us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had guys like asking, he's like, well, is that like the climbing harness as you're going up the tree? I'm like, right. well, part of it. But yeah. when you get up to the top, you just you just hang in this. You don't need a yeah. You just use the steps or a platform. But yeah, there was oh, you people. Yeah, you guys are you guys are hundred percent. We uh, I always say around here like we're we're always too close to this thing, right? Yeah, you know you got if you if you think it's simple, you know you need to step back and look at it and think about it from a perspective of someone seeing it for the first time and you guys witnessed that right mm-hmm. and um yeah so that's that's definitely going to be a huge challenge this year right because you know the nra show was a great example right in uh, harrisburg you know two hundred fifty thousand people going through that in 11 days well all those people all of a sudden aren't going to just not spend money, right? <laughs> you know, they're actually itching to go see something, touch something, buy something. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see where it all falls out when it does open back up. And, and you know, I'm itching to get to the consumer shows. We had, we had lots of plans to be at, you know, many of them this year and uh, especially kind of rolling into our third year, but realistically, you know, you know, less than 24 months. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, Nick and I talk about it all the time, like as soon as this thing opens up, you know, the goal is to, to be, you know, be where we can be, you know, because, um, you know, you, you look at the size of the market and I have a good idea, volume perspective, uh, what total volume we're all doing. Um, I have a pretty good finger on the pulse there. Um, and you add it all up we're we're a rounding air just compared to the amount of bow hunters you know out there and uh don't even take into effect the you know 13 million hunters that are in the in the space um i'm just talking about the 4.3 million bow hunters we're rounding air who's who's actually touching the touching the saddle so but that's a great um you know great thing for all of us though you know to be honest with you i don't think there's there's more consumers coming into this market than there is product and manufacturers right now. Hence the reason why, you know, you go on a lot of websites and you can't get product for four weeks, mm-hmm. six weeks, you know, and people can't keep up. And so it's, it's, you know, saddle saddles hunting is going to be here to stay to what degree, who knows? Like I always tell people it's, it's not an end all. You know, you might get to that point. You might say, Hey, I love doing this. This is the only way I'm going to hunt. Great. More power to you. You know, at the end of the day, I look at it as just another tool in your toolbox. Right. And, um, because, you know, guys thinking about getting into it or sitting, looking across at their shed at the end of the season, you got all these tree stands (laughs) stacked up going, why do I need to spend six, seven, $800 on this new way to hunt? And, um, you know, these consumer shows are great then to go, Hey, look how mobile this is. Right. You don't, you know, you don't need to own a truck to carry your tree stands around. You don't need to live in a house or, you know, a farm or whatever to store all your tree stands. This is all you need. Right. You know, then it doesn't matter 
if you do have all those stuff, look how much more mobile you can be if you want to go try new property out, public land hunting, a new part of your farm. So I look at it as just another tool, you know, it's, uh, but also to that effect though, is once you become familiar with it and use it and have trust in it. And I always tell people, you could have trust in your tether, you know, once you put trust in your tether, you really get the full capacity, what the saddle you're capable of using that saddle for. Right. And, um, and so, you know, again, you might come to the conclusion like, Hey, this is the only way I'm going to hunt again. But the flip side of it is, is, you know, uh, tree saddle is a great way to hang, hang ons, right. You get to the top of your stick, tie off and now you can buzz all the way around the tree and put your hang on wherever you want. So. Yeah, I actually, I did that this year, uh, with, the, yeah. I was demonstrating for, uh, my, my cousin's husband, you know, and he wanted to try some out and he's actually use he's in, uh, one of the trophy line lights is the, yeah. the, well, I, I mean, I've got like when you, it was funny when you were saying like, you got a shed full of this, I got a bin full of saddles. Like I <laughs> literally do. And it's nice for, for us because yep, you, yep. you get to go and, and show people, you know, like, right. like this, but you know, I did that. And he, while I was hanging the stand and he's of the, you know, the old timey climb up there on the two by four and, you know, like it's so dangerous and I'm using both my hands and everything. And right. like, that may have sold him right there. But I mean, right now you're looking at a guy with, with John, like if you need somebody for your, your saddle sales team at any of these shows, I mean, yeah. if he's got an open weekend, he might not seem like this chatty <laughs> Kathy right now, but when you get John talking about something that he's passionate about, and he is that exact, like full hundred percent circle, because yeah. he came over here and we've said it before, I'm swinging around, you know, two years ago in the summer in a saddle. And he's like, that is so stupid. That's the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. And then, then you've got him, you know, swinging from pole to pole, you know, saying, you got to get in one. Look what I can do. Like, I've, you know, I've got all these back problems. I mean, and he's the biggest yeah. salesman proponent advocate sure. for it from, from the biggest naysayer. And, and stop yeah, me yeah. if I'm lying here, John. Well, I, I did a complete 180 once I, yeah. my back was acting up. I'm like, there's no way I'm carrying this freaking, you know, I was at the XOP stand and sticks, which they're a great stand, but yeah. it's heavy. I mean, we, I had the big yeah, plus stand. Also, though, sitting like that, right, with your back upright against the tree, you got lower back pain. That's no. not fun for, you know, a long, long time. No. And, but you're exactly right, though. Like, you you hit the nail on the head. You know, some some people fight getting, like, what the heck is that you're, you're sitting in at the show? And, uh, once you get them, once you get them in that, it, it is hard to get them out because the light bulb goes, you, you know, the second the light bulb goes off, right. Cause they're getting in there, they're kind of standing on it. And then you might, you might be holding on them a little bit and you tell them to get the weight off and they're, and, and then all of a sudden they start moving back and forth and you're like, ah, <laughs> you know, and they realize you can shoot pretty easily out of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you, know, you see that aha moment. Well, it's like the guy we just talked to what on Sunday, mm-hmm. 70, what is he, 76 years old? Yeah, he was 77. Yeah, and he, he started was, saddle hunting when he was 72. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. That is so great. You know, I mean, come on, anybody that, can do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Well, you think about it, you know, if it's, and I tell you, know, we all, everybody talk about it. It doesn't matter what, what brand, you know, it's, uh, you know, if used correctly, you're 100%, you know, tied to the tree 
yes, if you are in a lineman's and you do slip, yes, you're going to swing and bang the tree and get hurt and, you know, but you're not going to fall 10, 20 feet, right? You're right. still probably have the ability to, 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 to grab it. So you will go home that day, you know, um, where, where, you know, a lot of guys, um, tree stand hunters, whatnot, you know, they're climbing and they don't clip in until they get to the top. And most of the time, it's not until they step from their stick to their platform where 90% of the accidents happen. Right. And I know I, I got, I got a few friends that had, it has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. One had spent months in, uh, in uh, a hospital in Mississippi and then had an air freight, freight them up here in another month in the hospital because falling out of a tree stand, getting into it. Yeah. So, and, and that was his main reason. I mean, he said that's yeah. why he switched was because, you know, he goes a lot of places where nobody will ever find him. And, yeah. You know, it's just once he saw the benefits and the safety aspect of it, he said, you know, that was that was it for me. So, I mean, Man, I hope when I'm 76, I'm still going strong like that. Hunting, I hope I'm still right? walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, just even the, the to add to the safety aspect, I mean, you don't even have the ability to risk it. You know, you walk a mile back in with your tree stand and you forget your harness at the truck. You're tempted maybe to climb that tree. If you walk a mile back in without your saddle, well, you're ground hunting today, man. <laughs> so uh, there's just no, I know it. it I've known people helps. to do that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it definitely helps, you know, you know I got a young family, so it, it makes me feel better knowing that, you know, I'm not going to go out and ah, I'm already, already out here. I got the time only for today. Maybe I'll get up in this tree without my harness. I can't do it. I'm just, I'm always safe. I know that I can get up the tree, get down the tree and get home to my family. So. Well, and I mean, today I was telling Sean, like, so I, my daughter was out there in a saddle when, when mm-hmm. John came over today and, uh, she was literally just swinging around like a tetherball. And I was thinking like, oh, she's probably going to get hurt on that bark. But I also was realized that I'm like, she's not going to fall anywhere. You know, she's not coming down. Right. I have to get let her down. She's not going anywhere. So I'll know when she's ready to be done. I mean, Funny is I was doing the same thing in my front yard before that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying out the, the new trophy line. So nice. I had some strange look by one lady <laughs> drove by and she was like, looking at me mm-hmm. oh yeah i think all I everybody's neighbors, neighbors have had that well. yep. <laughs> well, i mean if not anymore just shake their head they know yeah. they know better enough <laughs> well i mean if, you, if you're john's neighbor i mean he's he's mowing the lawn with his back on you know and boots and full camo in the in the oh, wow. summertime you know he's shooting the, his bow 100 yards from the middle of the road and now yeah. it's getting dusk and he's swinging around in the tree <laughs> strapped to a tree Nice. So you had mentioned like some of the other products, like before we get into the, yeah. the new saddle, um, mm-hmm. like you guys have had, you know, your, the pack come out the platform and yep. then the, the sticks, uh, real quick. I want to talk about the pack and then yeah. go into like your partnership with Novix and kind of like what's going on there. Um, yeah. so that pack is funny story. Probably not funny to you because I, I got this, I got the pack. I did the video. I was all jazzed up on it. And then somebody online was like, Hey, does anybody have one of these? And it was a local guy that I can come check out. And he wanted to trade for another like super high end pack. So I was like, well, I'll trade you. I'll just get another one. And I'm like, this pack's supposed to be really great. I got that other pack. 
I never hunted with it once. I couldn't even pawn it off on John. I brought it to John, and he's like, this is really, you know, it's a nice pack, but it's not going to work for, for saddle Anything, hunting. Right? And then then the guy <laughs> quit saddle hunting He because he missed a few deer. Yeah. And he was like, sell, sold off all of his saddle stuff. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you don't like the pack, you know, we can just trade back. And he's like, he's like, no, I love the pack. He's like, it works perfect for filming and everything. So I was like, I was like, come on. Oh man, that's funny. So <laughs> not for you, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. And so it's like, yeah, you know, whatever. But, um, so I, I mean, the one thing about that pack that I just absolutely love is that front pocket on the front. Yeah. Like yep. I tried, I've tried a, um, a platform. I don't like a full size platform. And I tried the, the, the mission and it's just not for me. I, I, it's just, yeah. I've heard people say that whether it's a ring of steps or a platform or, or whatever, but whatever you start with is probably what you're going to kind of stick with. If that's part of your, your process. And like, for me, it, it's just not my thing, but that pouch on there for like your extra gear for that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're, you know, you're have your jacket off and you're walking yep. in and the, I mean, it's just, there are so many smart things on that pack that like, it doesn't matter if you're a saddle hunter at all. Correct. Um, it, it just happens to be that you guys are, are selling that pack. So do you want to kind of talk a little bit about that yeah you did absolutely a real i probably you know i probably developed i don't know maybe 20 packs in my life you know and in, in other parts of my career and so we 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 started tinkering around with different pieces of packs we were like you know what we really like this we really like that and um and then before you know it we it it, one, it would start to get, the pack was starting to get big, <laughs> you know, like, all right, we need to scale this back. And then, um, and then, you know, we we're looking at, you know, what we like, you know, one, I, you know, personally, I like to be very organized when it comes to my pack, because, you know, especially on 1900 square inch pack, it's simple to just throw all your gack in and, you know, you know, we've all been there, right. You're looking through the bottom of it and trying to find this. And so like, okay, let's like, let's make it very organized, right. Pockets for everything, mesh pockets inside. You can see what your, where, what goes where. And, and then um, like, what do we use as saddle hunters, right? We got sticks, we carry our bow, we got to carry a gun, we carry a platform or something, right. Okay. We want all that to fit, you know, um, plus all your crap. And so just kind of started from there and started, I'm a pack guru. I got a back room full of packs and, you know, you know, you name it. And, and from stuff that I built to people, things I love, you know, and, and probably a lot of them have still have tags on them. You know, I just loved it. You know, so we bought one. Um, so we literally, so we started bits and pieces of it and you start going through it and then you get to that side of it from a hunter perspective. And then it's like, okay, you know what, this, this consumer here, they, they like to sell film. Right. So, so, you know, I, I built a pack once before where we have, um, I took it from uh, the ski world, um, you know, uh, backpack skiers, you know, love to throw their skis in the sleeves. Um, the, the bottoms are open. They slide the sleeves, uh, skis down the sides and, uh, hike up to the high country, take the skis up, ski down. Um, I'm like, you know what, let's sew the bot. Let's take that technology. sew the bottom off. You can slide a 
camera arm down the side. Perfect. You know, we'll put it on both sides, left and right. It's going to not going to fit every single camera arm, but it's going to fit a decent amount. Um, so that problem solved. Right. And then, uh, they were like, okay, we got cameras, you know, so let's put a padded camera in there. Um, uh, we all have phones, we all have GPSs, you know, let's, let's put a top pocket that we're going to, you know, easy stuff we're going to need keys, uh, GPS, phone, um, headlamp, let's fleece line those, right. They protect it a little bit. So little things like that. Um, you know, and then, then we did a drop down pocket where you can carry a lot of, a lot of packs have those, right. So you can try, you can put your, you can put your bow on there. You can put your gun on there. Then we're like, let's just make the pocket bigger. You know, yes, it throws a balance off on the pack, but someone might just want to strap the sticks to the back of the pack too. So guess what? We can make that pocket bigger and fit sticks, you know, the bottom sticks in it. And um, so we kind of took all this stuff and made notes and, and started just kind of the evolution of the sample process and, and started tweaking. And then we had, I had it probably, I don't know, Nick, what do you say? 90 some percent there. And I made a bunch of samples, pushed them out a bunch of guys and, you know, through, through my ambassadors. And so a lot of them came up with good ideas with extra Molly on the waist strap and this and that. And, uh, you know, it just kind of morphed into what, what our final product, you know, product that we came out with. And, um, you know, one thing that I always did in my packs was I would poke a hole in the bottom of it and I would run a retractable bow hoist out of that. And um, so we did that. Actually, we, going, going into next year, you'll start seeing a lot more little how-to videos from us. And the backpacks will be a great one because I don't think a lot of people don't know this, but inside the main compartment on the sides, there's two mesh pockets. So whether you're left-handed or right-handed, on the bottom of the pack, there's two grommets, metal grommets. Guess what? You can put your retractable bow hanger uh, hoist inside that mesh pocket feed it out the grommet on the bottom of the pack i'll grab one here in a second and um you know key is to make sure you don't let it loose because it suck itself back up into the yep. up into the retractable boat which i have done and um and uh, and then you feed it at the bottom so when you get to the bottom of your tree you don't even take the back the pack off you know I mean, technically the way it's set you can you can hit your clips here get the sticks off and then you know depending on your on your um platform you can reach over and grab and pull it out there so if your 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 bow hoist is sticking out the bottom of your pack guess what you just pull it out the bottom hook it to the bow as you climb up you know pulling your bow up it's sucking up inside your pack so kind of tangle free Uh so just those little features you know and we're going to do more of those as we come out with products um new products you'll see just a lot of things just thought out, you know, and we've all been there. We're sitting in the tree going, man, I wish this did that or that did this. And what if somebody came up with this? Well, I'm notorious for making one of things because <laughs> I might love it. And then we get it and we try it out and we're like, yeah, nobody's going to buy this other than me. We want to use it. <laughs> and, uh, but out of that, out of that between myself and Nick and, 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 you know, a lot of our ambassadors I tap into, we, we come up with some pretty cool ideas. So, yeah, like I said, that, we're always trying to improve them too. That's one thing about us, but if it hits the market and in, 
I will tell you this. I'm never satisfied when something does hit the market. I get to a point where, okay, we got to go with it. <laughs> but that said, we're always still tinkering with it, um, whether it's a saddle or a pack. So we'll always come out with Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3 of it. We might not call it that. We just make make inline changes and make them better. And, uh, and that comes from us using it, consumers' feedback, lots of consumer feedback. We take We take all that all the time. And, uh, so, so yeah, you might see some little tweaks to that pack just might be subtle stuff, but in our head, we, we just want to continue to make, improve it. You know, that's all. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, with, with that, and then you guys, I think the other big thing was the, was the platform and the the sticks and what I'll say about like, so when I got the, that mission platform, I had the predator platform like side by side. Yeah. And then an Predator XL as well. So I don't like Tethered's platform was a certain size. And I think one of the things that you guys at Trophy Line do extremely well, and I've, I I know that I've texted you back and forth, Sean, yeah. about this, is like you got everything that Trophy Line does, like for uh, however you want to receive it, they have their pulse on like exactly what is going on like for the consumer, like what they want. And it's kind of like everything is a step ahead and it's like calculated. And the, that mission platform is big, big, big. But at the time there wasn't a big platform out there and you know, everybody, and I think probably it was kind of what we talked about earlier with, people not saddle hunting and moving from a, a, a tree stand that's X size. Now, how am I just going to stand on that? Maybe never even having saddle hunted, but saying that's too small. So I want a bigger one. If you just had a bigger one, my shoes are this size, my feet are this size, my, you know? Um, So the world said we need a bigger platform. And Trophy Line said, well, I'll show you a bigger platform in spades. (laughs) You know, I've, I've got just what you're looking for. Um, but, but side by side, like, I don't know if, if the tethered, the, um, their predator is like an older casting or whatever, but like the, I don't know. I I personally have never seen one up close, but, but the, uh, where's your market research, John, come on. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. It's, it's literally, you know, kind of finger on the pulse, just, um, listening to our consumers following every forum, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, we get tons of emails. We get tons of phone calls. Ask Nick. We get a ton of phone calls. <laughs> We're talking all day long, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and when I say phone calls, I'm talking like we utilize an app. It rings on my phone. It rung, rings on his phone. It rings on a couple others. It's not going to, you know, someone, you know, that's just sitting there from a customer service standpoint, answering phone. You know, it's, uh, it's all of us, you know, it's kind of first, first serve, first come, but, but side by side that uh, like the mission platform is like a thing of beauty, like the casting, like coming from from Novix and what they've done and like what they specialize in. I mean, the thing is, is incredible as far as like the, the quality and like how it's built. Like it, I mean, it's, it's, It's it's very impressive. You know, we so like our biggest thing is, is and it goes anything from the day we launched the ambush light, you know, everything we build is pretty much overbuilt. 
right? I don't, you know, it's um, um, it might not be the best item on the pro on the market, but when you pick up one of our products, you you realize it's it's pretty heavy duty. Again, that goes back to our saddles or our platforms or our sticks or whatever, all the way to the backpack. Um, you know, so that said, like when we when we sat down, so we started the process probably right around the first time you we first talked we, back back then. It was probably right around November time frame. And um, good friend of mine owns Lone Wolf, um, uh, uh, Jeff Weaver over there, known him for a long time. And um, so I, I called him, I started picking his brain and just said, this is what I want to do, you know. Um, so I, I worked with his designers. I had a, I had something in my head that said, you know, and what I was, what I was doing was, you know, it's what you talked about was the amount of tree sand hunters coming to the saddle world going, you know what, most of them coming aren't going to be minimalist guys. They just want to cut weight. Right. You know, they want something sturdy. And I was like, let's just, let's just build a bigger platform. That's not in the market right now. And I said, that said, what do, how do saddle hunters, you know, utilize their platform? It's the outer edge, right? And you're not really standing up. You, you can at times, you know, you really can't do it on the smaller ones. You, to some degree you can, but you're too close, but what's, what's designed the best outer edge there is. Right. So let's, let's come up with some unique shapes and no matter whatever, whatever shot angle you have or around the tree, you always are going to have foot leverage no matter what. Right. So that's how we ended up with that shape. So it doesn't matter if you're hanging off the back, if you're right handed, you're hanging way off the left side of it, trying to shoot around the back of the tree, you got foot leverage, you know, whether it's in one of those cutouts or the step, the top step, and then, um, or if it's on the far right, you know, and, and yeah, you're, you're utilizing the tree to, to, the block, you know, uh, the way they come. Um, so we just, we just figured let's utilize the total square inch of that entire platform. So let's just not make it square cookie cutter um, design. And because realistically, you know, that's not a great shape for a saddle hunter, right? You know, um, especially the, a lot of the angles that you get. So let's make it unique and, and be able to utilize, you know, 100% of the, of the platform. And that being said, then let's just make it big, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, so if you got a weak side shot, guess what? You can stand up on it and, and shoot it, you know, uh, very similar to, uh, to a tree stand. And then, you know, by doing that, you know, working with the designers, you know, Jeff then let me use our offset bracket, you know, and once we dialed in the right shape of the V on the platform itself on the bottom casting part and, and he also let me use the Versa strapping button, which I was very thankful for. Um, I mean, once you cinch that tight and push on that top step, I don't care how big you are. You can stand on the far edge, you know, put all your weight on it. It's not, it's not budging, you know, well, if you, if you hang your right and, um, and all their testing, we put it through, you know, blew the numbers ways that we had numbers set in our head, you know, even working with the casting guys where we thought it would, where we would finally break one. It, we passed it by a few hundred pounds, you know? So, so we're really happy from, from that standpoint. 
And then the sticks, I mean, is yeah, I, I, kind I, of, I haven't had the sticks. Is, is it um, yeah. similar or just a kind of like a repop of the um, the older Lone Wolf double yeah, step? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, we weren't the, – the sticks were kind of an afterthought from our standpoint. Um, you know, I know I knew he was launching Novix, so I said, you know, what, what's – if you don't mind, let me, let me bring, let me add those to, you know, our website and bring those out, you know, especially being mini sticks. Um, so it's kind of a no brainer. So we were able to create some cool packages from our website standpoint. And, um, and so yeah, nothing special about them. They're a great step. I mean, they, it's great sticks. They've been, they've proven themselves for over a decade, you know, um, and uh, they're just smaller, you know, uh, more compact, lighter weight, and, uh, you know, again, they're, they're, they're proven design. So it was kind of a no brainer for us to add it to the mix. Um, and, uh, be honest with you, it just saved us time from having to redevelop something, <laughs> you know, and, and be honest with you, this probably wasn't the year to develop a new stick for as many that came out on the market. Yeah, <laughs> I think I last too. counted was, uh, 15 or 16 <laughs> in counting, you know, new sticks that came out this year. So, so it's crazy. It's good. You know, the consumer's making out. There's a lot of, a lot to pick from. For sure. For sure. Nick's over there going, yeah, thanks for adding the sticks to the, to the packages. I'll get right on hey, this. I, you know, I, I love those things. Um, yeah. You know, I played with old Lone Wolves years ago. Um, I don't know why I never chopped one in half, but um, I'm glad that we forgot that to the lineup because I, I really like them. They pack great. Uh, you know, for me, with a saddle, I don't need to get up as high. So having those four sticks with 15-inch spacing, like I can, I can get to where I need to get to, which is that that setup, and it's just packed so darn well on that case pack, and fits all on that profile, and I'm good to go. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. We I've, I've been in like, you know, arguments with people about like, well, with four little sticks, you can't get as high. They don't. It's like the space in between is what's more important than the length of the stick. Like yep. John uses wild edge. They don't have it. They're, they're only this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you get just as high as great anybody point. else. Yep. Great point. Yep. Very great point. So, you know, it especially is saddle hunting, right? It's so specialized. Everybody, you know, tweaks everything. So, uh -huh. you know, throw some aiders on there if you want. Don't throw some aiders on there. Whatever. I use, I use a single aider on the bottom one just because, cause it's simple. Um, but everybody has their own. Now the kind of big kick is single sticks, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, yeah. I'll never say never, but I probably won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems too much work for me. I yeah, I I've watched guys do it, and I mean, and I, I mean, if you've ever, I mean, however long you've used sticks, I mean, maybe you're fortunate, but I mean, I've had sticks kick out like that. Be funny you talk about that like retractable thing. Like I don't know how or why, but bow ropes are the bane of my existence and i was using daisy chains this year yeah. um i was using uh, like the versus straps last year and uh, then i've i had enough sticks kick out from my bow rope like so when i'm hoisting mm. my bow up like really? when i'm climbing up because i just probably my fault but i just unravel the rope and throw it so then when i'm climbing up it's getting weaved in the sticks and then it my yeah. bow's like then i'm doing this and then i pull it up off of the daisy chain and so like i i'm up at height and i'm thinking like well when i go down 
you know, I'm going to have to oh, figure yeah. something out. So I've, I've done my share of like one stick training, if you want to call it that, where I'm <laughs> tethered off swinging around trying to set a stick and, uh, yeah. you know, that's not uh, the absolutely. ideal way to do it, but uh, that nope. doesn't really seem like it's going to be like my thing. You know? I've done the same thing with those wild edge. Yeah. The, and those oh, yeah. things pop up. Now you're only, oh, man. Now, now you're missing one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you probably stretch to get the, uh, to the next one. So now you're really stretching or hanging or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah. Get the tether out. <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely. Adam, sounds like you need to go to a pet store and get a retractable bow le- or a dog leash. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it, it's just it's been like bit. the most frustrating. Like I, I hate, bow ropes and like even when i do like the nice like oh you know taylor he says and john uses it you know you just weave it around like this no i know it still gets a knot and then when it stops and then and then i like i mean john is the he's got a pretty short temper when it comes to like when things go wrong and i try my best to be like oh calm and cool but when it comes to bow ropes like i just go full yeah. john boresma oh. freaking <laughs> and uh, the bell rope <laughs> yeah and that's and that's it you know oh, but uh but yeah like so i don't th- i don't think that the one sticking is going to be for me and like there's so many guys that want to talk about like the srt and all that and i think about you know yeah. even climbing with sticks and it doesn't matter if they're full-length sticks or short sticks or whatever you know you when you're looking at a tree you're looking at okay how many times do i got to do double lineman ropes up past all of these branches and, uh-huh. and all yeah. that stuff. And I mean, that plays into, you know, if you want to get into the right tree, you can get into the right tree. But then I yeah. think about trying to do like to try and throw something up there to get a rope, to get another rope or to try one stick. I mean, you'd be better off using like a, a hand climber or something right. on that same tree. I It just, right. You know, but everybody, like you said, it is so specialized. Yeah, yeah, it's so special. Yeah, everybody. Uh And 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 from that, like we can go right into the saddle because you know that 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 specialized thing is going to come into play when you're talking about saddles. Everybody, each of these saddles, and like I said, we've tried a lot of them, and they fit everybody differently so everybody's gonna and the the number one question on the forums anywhere is like i'm gonna get this saddle or this saddle like or what's the best saddle and it's like i get every day on the forums and and i feel like the real answer to that question and i've said it from the first time i sat in more than one saddle was just if if there's not somebody around that has more than one saddle for you to sit in get any saddle because yep. you're going to th- find things that you don't like. Why? That's why there's so many saddles out right now is because yep. everybody's going to say, I don't like this or I don't like this or that it fits me this way. But you can't go off of what Joe Blow in, in you know, Kentucky or Georgia says because right. he's not wearing the same clothes or doing the same things that I'm doing up here well, in Michigan or in PA. You wrap it, it's an item you wrap around your core, right? Everybody's built different. So I don't care whose it is. Every single one is going to fit different, exactly like you said. And I tell that people all the time, you know, and this is, it, you know, the, the common theme is, you know, you, you ask 10 saddle hunters, you know, a question, you're going to get 20 opinions, right? <laughs> so it's, uh, and me, me, I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that boat, you know, and, um, and so there isn't, there isn't a bad, um, you know, saddle on the market. There just isn't. 
you know. That, I don't know about I, that. Like I said, there's one out there I haven't seen, but <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but you know, it, they they just all fit differently, you know, and you know, some have less adjustments than others, and so you might not be able to, um, you know, tweak it to to make it fit you. Guess what? You can right now you could probably turn and make the same amount what you just sold it for, you know, what you just bought it for, you know, and go try another one. Um, so you know, it, it's probably a good segment into the, you know, our, our new saddle, you know, I think we talked about this one last time a year ago. Um, you know, we, when, when we started to, you know, rebrand trophy line and, you know, start, you know, sourcing all the fabrics and things like that to, to build it, we, we went down the path of the covert. That's exactly where we were going you know, um, and in about 30 days into it, I basically called a timeout and we pumped the brakes and I was like, we, we really need to come out with what the true DNA of trophy line was, well, you know, that patented design, <clears throat> the ambush. And so we went back kind of the drawing board and, and came out with the ambush light. You know, basically we, we eliminated the strap that went around the tree from the old trophy line, went to the rock climbing uh, rope and carabiners and made it lighter, made it, you know, fit a little better, not as sloppy as it used to be full knowing that it wasn't going to be the best or the, you know, the most premium on the market. It was all about, this is, this is trophy lines, DNA. This is what people used to know it as, you know, for, for those, 10 years that they existed. And, um, we needed to do that, you know, from the, the consumers that used to know trophy line or people that maybe heard about it or, you know, all the, all the videos that were done in the past and old trophy lines, you know, that resonated with people. And, um, so we, and, and, and also to take that in consideration, we, we also knew that by doing that, we were going to be able to bring a, you know, a really great perceived value saddle to the market, you know, in the ambush light. And then, then, you know, evolution of the pro in, uh, in camo and windproof. Um, so we always knew that, you know, we were coming out with that and then we were going to evolve into what is the covert today. It changed in that time frame, but, you know, in that time frame, also a bunch of other saddle companies launched in, uh, in, in the meantime. And uh, so when you do come out with something new, you're like, oh, it looks like that. It looks like this. And guess what? It's a it's a saddle that's under two hundred and fifty dollars. Lay them all out outside of a single panel or a two panel. There's something that you could say they all look very similar. Right. <laughs> you know, especially when it comes to adjustable waist buckle. Uh, adjustable leg straps and adjustable bridge. Um, but one thing we wanted to do differently was, you know, what we had kind of into the ambush series was we were a little bit taller than most um, on, on the saddles, a little deeper. So we wanted to take that portion of it and bring it into more adjustability. Right. And we don't want to, we just, we don't want to be minimalist. You know what I, I feel, and there's nothing wrong with that. Guys, we, we see all the time, right? What trimming ounces. <laughs> so whether it's cutting more sticks down or whatever. And um, and so 
but I feel even, even if ours might be slightly heavier, you know, there's more to it. You know, you, you've, you've had it in your hands now, you, you it's no different than you pick up the ambush. You kind of know you have a trophy line tree saddle in your hands. You know, I always say we're, we're hanging people from the side of the tree, you know? So we, we like to overbuild everything. And, um, you know, so this one was no different. We, it's a little taller, so it works great with lower back, you know, guys that have lower back, um, issues. It has great back, lower back support there, John. Um, and it's, it's longer. So it's nice. It cups you more. Um, and you know, there are some, uh, you know, some thigh adjustability there to pull it up under if you need to, but I don't know too many people that are utilizing those because it is longer. It's already cupping you from, from that aspect. Um, so that was kind of, you know, how the covert came about, um, uh, coming out of the ambush side of it. We, it was, in our minds and on our, you know, um, uh, sketchboard before even the ambush light was, uh, even around. So, okay. So what are, I mean, I have my thoughts on, you know, looking mm-hmm. at it and, and whatever, yeah. but what are the main features, um, that have, that have changed from the, the ambush series? Yeah. So right. I mean, right off the bat, the first thing you probably, we recognize obviously, you know, doesn't have a web, you know, nylon web bridge, you know, um, ambush was, you know, not adjustable, uh, uh, nylon bridge. Well, some people will say adjustable cause you had the two clip-ins and guys clipping into one, but realistically it was not adjustable. Um, and now you go to uh rope bridge, right. And, um, fully adjustable. I think we're at 33 inches long with a Prusik and yes, we connect it with a carabiner instead of, you know, um, tying it right to, uh, the loop. We did that. We did that on purpose. You know, I, I look at it as I want to give you as many options as possible. So guess what? If you don't like to use that carabiner, take the carabiner off. Right. You know, and, and, and attach it. That's why I, I, I don't use the carabiner. I just, I eliminate that weight. And, um, but, when we're when we're selling kind of to the masses right we like to give options again back to that piece of uh you know trying to make something fit most people um and that's why we had two sizes we try to we try to go down the route of one size fits most you're wrapping something around your core like that it's it's really hard to do you know and and make you get you make a lot of the guys in the middle really happy. <laughs> and then the guys on each end of that spectrum, not so happy, you know, cause it's either going to be too big or too small. Um, then obviously the, the, uh, waist buckle, right. Fully adjustable waist buckle, um, which we got. And, um, and so, um, before we just had the simple one pull from one side kind of pressure, um, pressure buckle, um, and then same thing on the, on the leg straps, you know, on the ambush series, you had to step into, um, and now, uh, the, the adjustable legs. And again, it was, you know, taking feedback from our consumer, you know, going, Hey, love this. But if you had adjustable waist buckle, it would be this much better. You know, you know, other guys like, man, you know, it's, I just wish it fit tighter. So, okay, let's give them weight, you know, leg buckles. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously we went to the rope bridge, um, for more adjustability, 
uh, uh, standpoint. Um, you know, and the one thing too with, you know, we, we use the same webbing that we did on the ambush. So at first they are stiff and uh, everything is brand new. So it's super stiff. Um, I will tell you, I got, you know, probably 100, 110 hour plus in into the covert, maybe a little more than that. You know, Nick's probably the same way. Plus we got a bunch of other guys. Uh, beauty of it is we made them. So uh, they'll, they'll loosen up and everything will be able to move freely. Like a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, especially when you're dealing with, um, like nylon webbing, if, if, uh, if you already have it loose, when you first get it, it's going to break in and take the taste of waist strap. For example, if it's already really simple to adjust, you know, the more you wear that it's going to wear in. Right. So the last thing we wanted to do, which, which, you know, guys were complaining about from the, on the ambush series is I'm walking to my tree and it's coming loose and it's jingling. Right. Um, we're like, okay, let's just make, let's make the nylon stiff, you know, at first, a little harder to adjust, but that said, you make all your adjustments, you know, the first time you get it, you know, and, and, you know, all you gotta do is clip in, clip out real quick. And, you know, if you got heavier clothing, no problem. You make your adjustments from that aspect, but as you wear it, it, it it'll become a lot softer and uh, um, easy to make make those adjustments. Yeah, we noticed that on the those thigh adjustments. Those are yeah. tight. That is some yeah. tight tight webbing right there. Yeah. And then um, also on the big buckle too. Yeah, the big buckle is definitely really stiff. You know, especially when you're talking about the angles when you go through the like your right side. You know, your yeah. piece there. Um, you know, the easiest way is, you know, kind of suck in and push, push from the backside and then pull it. And, um, again, there, we did it on purpose. You know, we, we, we know we're going to have guys that go, man, this is too stiff to make adjustments, but I promise you it does, it does wear in and it gets softer and it's easier to do it. We just rather you wear it in and it get to the point where it's real smooth than that, then come loose. And then all it does is you wear it and it gets looser. It doesn't do anybody good. Yeah. Okay. Um, two things on it. Um, one, I think is a really uh, big thing that you kind of overlooked. And I saw it like as soon as we got it and, and, yeah. and I sat in it and I was like, man, I don't know. John came over today and he's like, this thing right here, I think okay. is so what on the, in the center, you've got an additional piece of, of webbing there. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about why you did that and the, the feedback? Because it seems to make it like, I don't know. How did you explain it, John? So it's like disperse the weight across your ass a little better. So yeah. Yeah, we take a we, – we took what we had currently and we kind of looked at what else was on the market. And knowing that we wanted to go taller, you take – all of a sudden you take taller – and don't put some type of support in the middle, especially mesh, yeah. right? All through. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's um you're you'll you kind of feel, you know, all of a sudden you have webbing, webbing, and you know, eventually that mesh just wears and you're kind of like inside it, you know, type thing. And um, so working with our manufacturers, like let's let's just put a piece across the middle, right? And and let's try it. Let's just figure out the right height. You know, let's put the middle first and kind of move it 
higher or lower from that aspect. And, and when we started trying out exactly what you said, it was like, it really dispersed the weight, you know, left, right, top to bottom, um, from, from that aspect. Um, and I, I, our, our manufacturer did a really good job on it. And, um, um, and, and I'm a, I'm a 34, 33, 34 waist, medium, large, um, Nick's, uh, you know, 46, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know what, the 30, 38 waist, right? 36 to 38. Yeah. On it's winter. You're 38. Yeah. It's, middle <laughs> it's a pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. It's a pandemic. <laughs> um, and I mean, he was wearing a medium large for most of the testing size side mm-hmm. of it. And, um, and you know, it, that, that was my biggest concern from, you know, uh, and I tried it on, on smaller people too, was making sure that middle piece was going to hit everybody, you know, in the right spot or give or take, you know, an inch or two. And, um, and so it is a little wider, but doing that, it hit where we needed to, you know, from, from a support standpoint. Um, like Adam, like you said, you cinched that down to your, your your girl there. And, um, um, my daughter, she was just here a second ago. She's a, she's a size two. She's, she's 16 and a size two. And I can cinch down a medium large and fit her perfect, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but it went all the way up to, you know, Nick, that's almost a 38 on that medium. Um, and so we have it on there, 28 to 37, 37 on the medium large and large extra large is a 38 to 44. I think we have it listed. It will go higher than that, you know, um, and which was a bigger issue on our ambush series, you know, because we only had so much space on the belt. So actually, I'm glad I said that. So one of the, you know, one of the feedbacks on the ambush was, you know, do you have a belt extension, <laughs> you know? So, and it was like, get me thinking, you know, let's, let's just put extra belt, you know, on the left and right side of the covert series when we do it. And, um, and because the, the best thing about, you know, nylon webbing, you can cut it and heat melt it right to whatever degree you want. So yes, there's extra webbing on there. And so I go had a couple guys going, what do you do with all this? And we do have some plastic clips on there to hold it. But I was like, you know what, leave yourself, you know, eight, 10 inches or put it on with all your heavy clothing on and then make your adjustments and, you know, cut that webbing and, you know, heat melt it down and you're good to go, you know, but some guys are still, you know, wearing it and keeping the extra length you know, for, for whatever. But, um, that was kind of the big gist behind why we did that. Yeah. And the other thing that I noticed and, and like, um, you know, you, you talked about not using the carabiner, um, mm-hmm. and I'll get into like my thoughts on the bridge and kind of how everything lays out, yeah. but it was the, um, uh, the lineman's loop. So like a stark contrast from your previous line loops, yeah, just just because like before there were no bridge loops <laughs> because the bridge right. was, um, you know, integrated into the into the saddle. So looking at them, they're like they, they seemed like really small. So it's like for me not wanting to use carabiners and John. I mean, I got this from John. John's like, I'm not using, you know, two carabiners on my linemen. So I'm going to girth hitch it. Right. And so yeah. I was looking at that going, 
you know, those are kind of small. Those are kind of, you know, built for that. And, you know, we've talked about it with your, your true yeah. lineman's belt. You know, you can't girth hitch that one. It's you got a yeah, real right, small right. eye. Yeah. It's shown eyes. Yep. You can't do it. Right. Yep. yep. And so uh, using, you know, so I took my lineman's and put it on there. I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't so bad and where it lines up. But like, um, did you guys look at any of the G I I've just, it's been, um, like, so there's another new saddle that came out. Um, that's got a lot of like hardcore from that company hating okay. on it. And I've got no experience <laughs> with that. And I've never sat in one of those saddles at all. Um, but you know, there's some, some guys that have helped that company that say, Hey, I don't like the saddle for these reasons. And one of them was the geometry of the, in the placement of their, uh, lineman's loop. So how much thought process goes into that from, from your end, or is it just like, these are on there and they're to be safe. I mean, there's thought process into it, you know, um, it, I mean, it's easy to overthink a lot of things, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, you know? And, um, you know, I think it was one of those things like we just got to like, Hey, I think this is a good size, you know, when we looked at different ways that, you know, uh, sewing them differently, you know, maybe not necessarily connect them at the same point where they do. Um, so, you know, maybe it is more out in front of you to clip. Um, but, you know, you look at, you know, from the our ambush series, they were kind of way out in front of you. And, and so these are definitely on your sides a little more. And again, I don't know, we could have made them really big and someone's like, man, those are really big, you know? Uh, so I don't know exactly what the perfect size is. I just think we got to a point like, hey, they look good they kind of feel good. Like where you're standing there, you're standing in alignment, like they're right here. It's not like you're reaching back here. Even if you've got heavy clothes on, they're right here on your hips, you know, it doesn't matter if it's the medium large or the large, extra large. Um, you know, I, you know, now thinking about it from your standpoint, like, Hey, if I want to girth it, this, but outside of my rope, if you, if you had a, a, a different type of rope and you even had a figure eight, you could still girth itch it. You know, I think there's enough, enough, uh, um loop there to do it yeah there is i, I did it with a yeah. bunch of different ropes so. yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah so uh, you know us personally we didn't put a ton of thought into you know more design on the on the lineman loops and then 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 the rest of the saddle itself you know um it, i kind of look at i'd rather spend more of my time developing a really comfortable saddle that you can sit from dark to dark in and and make you know user-friendly you know lineman loops you know and i think they are i think they're fine you know personally um it's something definitely probably take a look at you know probably you know put more of under a microscope when we come out with our next saddle you know the the kind of think differently aspect but that said too you know you know when Again, you know, we we wanted this saddle to come out and hit a certain price point, right? Mm -hmm. And and we did that, um, you know. It, and again, you take all the all the saddles in the market that are under, again, two fifty, two eighty, whatever. If there's bits and pieces, you know, each item looks like this and looks like that, and uh, it's really not going to be until you you know you start stretching that price point that threshold to where you can start visualizing totally different 
ways of thinking on a saddle itself. Right. And, um, so, but I don't, I don't think you'll see that too far down the, down the road either. You know? okay. Well, like I said, I, I just wanted yeah. to know, cause that was one thing that, yeah. like I said, was a stark deviation just because sure. for out of necessity. So I just didn't know, like yeah. after all of the, like I said, I watched a video and it was just like, this is, this is, this is, well, man, I never really, <laughs> I, but I know that there's been some changes and, and uh, across the board as people are making new saddles, they're changing yeah. the, the alignments loose. But um, yep. like with that bridge, you know, when I got first got it and it makes a whole lot of sense in listening to you now say, you know, you're just trying to kind of uh, not alienate anybody. And so you say, well, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do that. You know, when, I, when it has the Caribbean around there, I was like, man, I hate all the metal stuff. Like, and you know, when you've yeah. got, you know, carabiner here and then you've got your leg loop straps was really yeah. nice that they're quick you know, those buckles, but man, you got two pieces of metal there. And it's like, that's, what's going to happen to me is that those are going to, uh, hit. So like, Oh man, oh, yeah. but talking to some of the old school, like, uh, the arrow hunter evolution guys, that was carabiners everywhere. They're like, yeah. it's nice to be able to not have to step into the saddle. And I, right. I never really took that into consideration because, you know, yeah. we're new to the game here and they've all had fixed bridges that you had to, you know, right. step in like a pair of pants. So, right. you know, that's something that I never really took into consideration, but I think one of the issues like with, so with the ambush, it took me longer to get comfortable in it, um, yep. from that saddle shape or like from the wearing of the saddle type thing, yep. because the bridge wasn't adjustable and you only had so much, you know, depending on the tree and like for me not having a, a, true platform and just using one on the top of the stick you know yeah. i was very close to the tree so now wherever my tether height was and my bridge length is is you know is fixed long right. and what you said being like kind of like falling down into the saddle you know it was great for sitting for leaning it slid up around me and i was i was in a saddle oh, cocoon kind of right. yep yeah and so that's yep. the first thing that i noticed about wearing this one and i i noticed that extra piece of webbing but i think you're exactly right is like it kind of holds it right in place whether you're sitting or leaning um yeah. and it's this thing is as far as like from the the ambush to the the covert it's a like night and day difference in 100%. the in the feel of it now with that being said and this is the material wise in in whatever it is the light line is there going to be a pro line coming out um with this one or is there a, is it a necessity it's a it's a great question i don't think you'll see an evolution like we did ambush light and ambush pro or from that aspect i think you'll see more of uh, uh from an accessory standpoint so things you can build on to um the ambush light from that aspect. <laughs> so it's, uh, um, you know, we, we've looked, we, we've, I, I mean, I got samples here, you know, of, uh, of, uh, in camo and things like that. And, and, you know, it's the challenges these, these days too, right. Is, um, you know, all of a sudden you start talking about camo and, and, um, what camo are you going to do? right mm -hmm. so and uh trust me i got i got i got surveys after surveys on on camouflage and uh you still have two leaders in the market but it's uh it's a lot of it's fragmented anymore right qu sitka 
first light, you know, you throw those patterns in the mix and you know, you'll never make anybody happy just with one camo pattern. And then all of a sudden now you're trying to carry extra skews and yeah, you start talking about two sides as it's, you're, you're, you start, you start getting headaches. And um, so, yeah, so you might see, you'll, we're, we're looking at a couple other th different things from, from uh, more from a, an accessory standpoint. Um, and again, guys love accessorized <laughs> their saddles, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. Um, yeah, you'll see a lot more things like that, uh, coming down the pike, you know, for, uh, from a saddle perspective. Okay. So. And so, um, I'm, I'm just looking at John there. He looks yeah. like he's ready to fall asleep. He's going to drive, <laughs> you know, seven will, and a half uh, hours. I will, I will share uh, one new item with you that, that, uh, um, this is like total deviation, right turn from you, but not necessarily, um, we, uh, we, we got it. We get a handful of new items coming out this year. Um, but, uh, one thing that we've been testing out with and just more from, uh, 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 you know, we've all seen them. We've all, we've all had, we might even have, you know, even like an old Primo's bow sling or something like that. We actually have a pretty cool, um, well thought out bow sling design and uh, I'll send you guys one. Um, John, I think you'll like this. So, um, you know, neoprene design good cup you know on the end for your for your um uh cams you know you got a quick buckle to switch sort around um but what we did too was we actually added a couple little pockets in there so one of those things hey hey never forget your release type thing and uh or wind check or whatever so if you want it we got a pocket on each side from that standpoint um of it and then and it, again, it's, it's, uh, it's all neoprene design, so it's fully stretchable. But what we do on the backside is we have a little micro adjust. So if you want to shoot a small gearhead, guess what? It fits a small gearhead. And if you want to shoot one of those real long bows, you know, that are 30 inches or 32 inches. Guess what? It fits that and uh, cool strap on there. So um, uh, I just happened to a good friend of mine, um, uh, uh, was a manufacturer for the uh, Primo's bow sling. So we started messing around with this earlier in the year and um, I've been testing it out um, all year. Uh, Nick has been too. And uh, we're happy with it. You know, beauty too, like a lot of guys don't know in Illinois, you know, you guys might know it's like, you know, when you go from your, you know, from the time you leave your truck, you know, or your house to wherever you're going hunting, you got to have that in a case. Right. And far as I remember it all the times I've hunted Illinois, long as you had something that covered the strings, the strings and cables, I think what something like the, a bow sling actually passed as a, as a, uh, um, uh, a bow case from that standpoint, because it covers the strings and cables and some goofy rules, but, uh, yeah, we're happy with this. It turned out really well. It's, uh, again, you know, print coat, some cool, cool branding. We messed around with some camo on it, but the black and red turned out way better uh, from what we thought. And uh, um, I think one of the other thing, one of the other quick things you touched base was sat, saddle outerwear. Um, we, uh, you know, my past, I, I was actually hunting apparel buyer for many, many years. So I, um, it, I've built a few hunting apparel things in my past. And I actually have a storage unit down the street that's filled with hunting apparel. Um, but, uh, I've gone down that path. We talked about it. 
Um, it's one of those things, you know, is it, is the market big enough yet? Right. You know, if we're, we're still talking about, um, uh, you know, there's not a ton. Again, we all kind of live in this vacuum. So we are always on these forums. So it always seems like there's a ton of people saddle hunting, but they're really not, you know, when it comes to the amount of hunters in it. That said, we're we're always looking at things. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the new sweatshirt, actually the sweatshirt we got on. Um, we brought in the market um, the, the other day. Um, it, you know, got the normal kangaroo pocket that we have on there, but guess what? You got the little high <laughs> pocket. So when you are in a saddle, and, get, and it has a little pocket inside. You can actually put a little hand warmer in there. So we have these on our website now. So, so yeah, we we definitely think about those things, you know. And um, and uh, but full fledged outerwear line, it's you know, again a lot of time, a lot of money, you know, in in that type of development. And there's a lot of good camo companies on the market now, you know, hunting apparel companies. And uh, but it doesn't mean that we won't look at pieces like this and, and, and some other things that, that are, uh, saddle friendly, right. Cause we've all been in those situations and especially in the, in this late season, I'm sure John, you, you're hanging from it in the next couple of days and you're like, I can't put my pocket hands in my pockets. You know, right. you know? Ready to bring it gets my, frustrating at times, right? Oh yeah. I was about ready to bring my parka to the seamstress and have her Right. Cut, it, cut it up the side and sew some double <laughs> zippers so I can zip around my bridge. Right. You know, so yeah. otherwise it's all bunched up, you know. Yeah, all bunched up or you're doing hand warmers or something, you know. So I got my hand warmers. I got my, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think there's there's some guy on the market too. I, I've seen him a couple of times. I, it's kind of saddle friendly hunting apparel yep. stuff. I've I haven't really dived into it enough. You maybe you guys have Michigan guy. Yep. Is it? Yeah. 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 I haven't, I haven't really looked uh, at, at his stuff yet either, but yeah, it's going to take something like that to, to really kind of get behind. And again, you know, you almost, you kind of look at that tip of the spear customer, right. And you know, how it, it, especially when you start getting the hunting apparel and all the different sizes, it, a lot of time, a lot of money, you know, to, to do it. So you definitely have to be get it dedicated. You know, we have our challenges carrying two sizes, you know, on saddles. And so you start carrying four and six sizes. It's a, uh, it's time, but well, like I said, we'll, we'll look at pieces like we did here. And, um, and yeah, that sweatshirt sweet. I mean, yeah, I've, I had one in my cart like twice now, and then I didn't realize that it didn't have the yeah we haven't called out on we call it out on there but i don't think people realize like when you say chest pockets you're like yeah it's actually up here and actually we we actually have a um uh water resistant coating on it and so it, it you know you can shed water it don't, you know it can't be in a rain you know a heavy rain but mist and stuff like that it works out well and we did it in a quarter zip so it makes your hoodie easier to get in and out of so so yeah, we're happy the way it turned out. We sold a bunch of it. I think we launched it on Friday. And well, you throw bottom land on it, <laughs> which is my favorite. Seems to be everybody's favorite because that's what it's everybody's throwing it on right now anymore. For sure, for sure. Now, just real quick before we uh, let you go, um, you know, we talked to you before, and I know we talked to you at the ATA show last year in person, and all yeah. the stuff about like 
TMA? Like where is TMA with saddles at this point? Yeah, we do. Uh, we've been doing a monthly call um, since uh, the ATA show last year, and it's anywhere from uh, myself, um, a few guys from Tether, um, guys from Attitude, uh, Heath is on there, um, Matt Garris. So a lot of guys from the industry is on this committee. Um, it's it's just time consuming. You know, it's going through the process of. Uh, you know, you know, first couple times was literally vocabulary, right? Spelling out everything. What, what's a Prusik? What's a tether? Um, you know, a lot of the things that again we're too close to it. Going, oh yeah, you got to remember. You know, we're 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 going to create safety criteria that are you know, you know, general, you know, across across the board, and uh, we're gotten down into you know ways to um, test saddles out because the way you test a saddle out is definitely different than the way you test a, uh, um, safety harness, right? You're, it's all totally different. You know, they're doing drop, drop tests and things like that. And, and, uh, and we're working with, um, uh, uh Rick Chomick is the, is the chair of this committee. He works for stress engineering, which is one of the, um, two testing facilities for TMA. They do all the testing on safety harnesses and, and tree stands. And actually, one of the um, guys from tech services, which is the other, uh, the, the other um, TMA testing facilities, that guy's on, on, on the committee also. So everybody's li- literally working in unison to come up with the most universal testing requirements for saddles and also platforms. Um, you know, again, so we're probably what, 11 months into it, um, uh, 10 months into it. It's, and it's going to, it's going to be a two-year process, you know, once we, once we go through and yeah, we, you know, we were, we feel good about it. And then we have to present that to the ASTM, I think it is. Um, and then show, you know, go through the whole process of taking them through it and get their approval. Um, it's not a, it's not a quick process. It's not an easy process. It's just time consuming, you know, crossing T's and dot and I's and, and uh, we're doing a call just like this, like this zoom call we're, we're all on it. And we, um, uh, um, you know, meeting notes on it and we got follow-ups, you know, anything all the way from, you know, the test that we did it to, you know, you know, what, what user manual manual, what should be in the user manuals, you know, and, uh, um, from crossing T's and dot and I's in it, to, um, don't do this, don't do that, you know? So, and, uh, but no, it's been good. It's been well attended every single month. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's just going to take time, you okay. know, when we'll get there though, it's nice. It's good to see, you know, especially as fast as this thing is growing. Um, it, it is definitely needed. Well, and so. that's one of the things, you know, and like I said, I, it's, it is just one of those things where, it didn't exist because it kind of, you know, it, it should exist, but the, the tests aren't the same. And so, and then you see, I think, I think what, what people also don't understand is they think that with everything that you see on the saddle forums or on Facebook or whatever, everybody's going back and forth at each other. Well, those aren't the real guys that are involved in the company. Like all these guys in the company really just want to see saddle hunting. You know, they, they all understand like that there's a market, that there's room for everybody in the market, that they, they're all putting out the best safest product that they, they are. And when, when you do hear someone say something that is from 
a company if if it were bad or or anything of that nature the only thing would be is that you might want to see what they're doing as far as safety because i think that when the yeah. first uh basement sewing saddle company guy has a catastrophic accident the news does not say right. that it, it was just that's what that's how dangerous saddle hunting is you know right. so yeah, absolutely. hundred percent, you know, and that's, that's, and I think that that's why, that's why this committee was formed. Right. You know, um, uh, it, you know, you start seeing a lot more popping up and so it was like, okay, we, you know, same, same way TMA, you know, was before TMA, you know, it was the saddles and tree stands, uh, tree stand uh, market was started growing quickly. And it was like, okay, we need to create some standard here. Right. So 300 pound weight capacity needs to go through this type of, uh, test. You need to be able to double the weight that the weight capacity is. And, um, you know, safety harnesses need, you know, get a 300 pound weight drop and, and, uh, X amount of times. And so that's, that's the process we're going through. So everybody's going to be held to the same criteria and, 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 uh, um, it, it's just, it's, it's just overdue, you know? So, and a lot of, and everybody that's on the, that committee is doing the testing already. You know, we, we might not be doing the exact same one, but there's a rendition of that, you know, got, you know, um, you know, we, uh, us, you can ask, ask Nick, he comes home. Well, we, we do, we go and test. We don't, we'll, we'll test everything as a unit and which you need to. So anything from, um, uh, you know, uh, tree tether to Prusik to carabiner to bridge down to, you know, as one single unit from a weight perspective, but then we go, we go the, uh, you know, the next year length. And I want to know, you know, where, where's the fed thread break, you know, where's the nylon webbing on our straps break, where's our buckle break, you know? Um, so we go, we, we break everything out individually and, uh, cause it's just good to know, you know? And, uh, so if anybody asks you, you can, you can, you can tell them. And, uh, so again, we hang people from the side of the tree. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're putting the best product that possible, the safest product that possible. And, and, and I think we do when we stand behind that. So, yeah. And that's why everybody is on that committee, you know, that, so that's what, that's why, that's how you can have, you know, at the end of the day, we're all competitors, but we all want the same thing, you know, make sure everybody's coming out with a safe product. Yeah. I just think we'd have been remiss if we didn't, touch on like the the safety aspect of it absolutely because it doesn't exist you touched it you and and to kind of add to that though you you said it perfectly you know um you know i don't uh you know you get a lot of you get some chatter from the forums but it's never from you know people from each of those manufacturers we i i mean i text with greg you know um i talk to matt harris all the time and i talk to uh Matthew at TX5, you know, we're, we all know each other, you know, we're all out trying to do the same thing, you know, and, and we all know that, you know what, if we all pull together and continue to, you know, um, celebrate the saddle hunter and promote saddle hunting, everybody makes out, we make out, the consumer makes out because, you know, you got, you got, you got uh, competitors like us, 
you know, one, you know, uh, always want to make something better and, and it just drives innovation. And again, at the end of the day, the consumer makes out because it's, uh, you look, but be from last year to the last, when we talked to now, I mean, how many different, different saddle companies popped up in that past year, you know, and different renditions of each other. And some people totally thinking outside the box, which is awesome. You know, I think it's great. So who knows where we are from a year from now, <laughs> you yeah. know, might be 50 companies, but. <laughs> well, that's what now, John and I wanted to talk to you about. We're starting this new thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch what you wish for. Insurance, I'll tell you insurance, insurance, insurance. <laughs> It'll be your biggest, uh, biggest expense. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much all I had on my list and everything. Um, was yeah. there anything else that you wanted to, to talk about? or? Um, no, I thought this was a great segment into from where we first talked and uh, was just Sherry and I and relaunching the brand itself. And uh, now that we have, uh, what, 15 months under about, I feel I feel like it's 10 years. But uh, um, now we're, we're just excited. Uh, we appreciate being on with you guys and, and um talking openly and uh, I mean, we're pretty transparent guys, you know, and uh, um, we might hide a few new things behind the curtain, but uh, other than that, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk, I'll talk hunting all day long and special saddle hunting. And um, we just appreciate the forum you guys have here to, to do so. And um, we're just excited for 2021, man. <laughs> it's, uh, they'll be here in a couple of weeks and, and uh, gas pedal down. So so, so Nick, um, nobody listens to the show. It's just, just you and us, you know, I can, I'll mute Sean here real quick. What do you got in the warehouse that, uh, he didn't tell us about for, uh, 2021? Oh, um, Nick's still under probation still. <laughs> <laughs> I always threaten that with him. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. I can't answer him under probation. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate it. John's itching to get, uh, get on the road here yeah he absolutely already, he already left us once so uh, yeah my, i don't know what happened my internet is... <laughs> yeah it's my internet <laughs> but uh yeah as far as the, the podcast i think that's all we got for tonight so thanks guys thanks guys thank you see you.